it's easy to like, yeah, attach to those things or places or lifestyles. But then if it just starts feeling weird or like you just need to grow and I don't know, I think it's just listening to that and just being like, I'm doing this mm. and not knowing. Not knowing is a beautiful thing because we don't know anything. Everything is uncertain all the time. And like to ever think that we know something is not helping. <laughs> and separating <laughs> uncertainty from scarcity too in those moments yeah. and understanding that like like kind of to Joel's point about like the uncertainty of the last few months and just but also the pressure of being like where the hell is my income going to come from like yeah. that is a legitimate worry too so it's like Yeah. But they're two separate worries because the uncertainty yeah. of almost like the existentialist thing, like we've always talked about, like this sort of man is condemned to be free thing or like what you basically what are you going to do with your life, even though it's freedom is the most terrifying thing. Like that's kind of its own thing. But also there are legitimate sources of scarcity that kind of start to arise when things get too uncertain in the wrong ways for too long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But being able to have like that mindfulness in that moment and sort of parse through some of that stuff and say, okay, well, like, yes, I need money in a very practical way, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily have to be the same decision as what the hell is my identity going to be now. Yeah. <laughs> it can be, but it also doesn't have to be. So like mm. breaking some of those monolithic problems or decision points up into smaller ones can also be really helpful. I think like, cause you start to understand that like all of these needs and all of these feelings and fears are very natural things and you're, almost literally swimming upstream Yeah, yeah. when you make a decision like this because the path of least resistance is to stay in the groove. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also separating uncertainty, not just from scarcity, but from like the idea that it, like uncertainty doesn't equate to like unconfident or undignified. Like a, an uncertain phase is not an undignified phase of your life. Yeah. It's not like mm. an ignoble phase of your life. Parks and Rec comes to mind as it always does, and like when I, when Adam Scott's character is taking a month off from work because he doesn't want the accountant job or whatever, like he makes a whole damn board game. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> he's like it's uncertain. It's like, well, I have this time to reassess what I want to do with my life. I'm, I yeah, I don't remember if that was the exact in between jobs time that he was in, but separating uncertainty from not just scarcity, but, but any other type of insecure. Yeah. You know? I think too, like a big thing that I've witnessed and realized is like, if you want to make a change or like find a new job or like make any sort of big change in your life that will benefit you, but you don't know how, like if you're like stuck in a, in a job or something, you're just like, I can't leave it because I need income mm -hmm. yet. I need a new job. To me, I feel like quitting that job and then making the space for a new one is the only way to get the new one. But I think when people struggle with like, I need a new job, yet they're in one that they have that they don't like, they're not going to find a new one until they leave and then have that month to create the board game, <laughs> you yeah, know, or like right. have that void. But then also it's like, how do you tell that to someone who needs to make income for the next month? Yeah, like, yeah. It's tricky, but it's also like, I feel like you have to make the room before it can be filled. Mm -hmm you know, is something else. Well, and that's what I've been trying to do. Like, uh, cause my, I quit one job last year and then the other one is ending this month. So okay. like I could take something temporary, but I'd love to know that the next phase is going to be a little bit more, maybe not permanent yeah. is, the, is the wrong word, but like a little bit Just more consistent. consistent. For yeah. 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 Like I could take a placeholder gig right now, but I know that if I get comfortable in that, 
then I'm not yeah. going to seek something more fulfilling ultimately. And so I've been holding out for that. And because, I mean, I've been fortunate to be able to hold out for that, but because I have, and I've kind of been a stickler about like, no, the next job has to be the right job. Yeah. I've been able to just kind of hold off from working as much as I would be had I taken something safer. Mm. And in that time when I'm not working, I'm just, I was telling Matt the other day, like, I feel like I'm on disability right now. Like I like, but in a really kind of positive way, yeah. like I feel like I'm <laughs> allowed to be taking the time to figure stuff out and quite literally, yeah. quite, quite literally, I'm trying to get over an injury, but I, I also feel like I'm taking the time to rehabilitate myself spiritually. Yeah. So being between jobs and knowing that a significant change is coming but mm-hmm. also knowing that I can take the time and I should take the time to make sure that it is a change that's going to serve me well. And in that interim period, I'm just, that's where the beginner's mind stuff has been coming up for me. It's like, I'm going to do nothing but the things that I can only experiment with. Like nothing that I'm yeah. an expert at, you know, like yeah. I just want to be trying out new stuff right now. And everything is very new to me right now. And it feels good. That's amazing. And it's a really healthy way to frame it and to sort of like maintain that sense of agency over a time when like definitely the society around you, at least here, would would want to sort of fill in those blanks for you. And like the Parks and Mm. Rec example is a great one. I I actually just watched that like three days ago too. I'm curious if we were watching the same (laughs) marathon. But um, it kind of did strike me that like it's so weird that like mental health or like, you know, major depressive episode – dovetails so well with him really just quitting a job and going to pick up another one. Like it wasn't like he got canned for doing something insane at work or whatever. Like he just kind of like changed jobs, but it didn't seem jarring at all to sort of have that character then subsequently start growing unwanted facial hair and start like latching onto any hobby that drifted by and like his friends are checking on him. Like it made sense as a plot and it was not knocking the episode. It was a good episode, but like (laughs) it is kind of funny that like, that doesn't seem weird to us as a society, you know, that like making a change, it's almost like the default is like, oh, something is wrong. That mm-hmm. person must be sick or like they've somehow fallen out of the, out of step with everybody else. Yeah. And I think it can be very disheartening, but it's also like, like it or not, that is kind of our value system in some ways. So like you have to be a little bit proactive or at least be a little bit creative about how you're going to frame a transition period, whether you Mm -hmm. go into it that way or whether you just sort of make sure you keep telling yourself the right lines because no one else is going to unless you have really good (laughs) friends. And, like, it's it's just striking to me sometimes. I wish I had more to say about this movie, but have either of you seen Greenberg? No. Mm -mm. It's a Ben Stiller movie. Um, Ben Stiller is this, like, 40-year-old carpenter who just like shows up visiting friends one day. He's like at a party. Everyone's like, oh, what's up, Greenberg? His name's Greenberg. And uh, he's like, well, I just, I kind of don't want to do anything. Like I quit my job and I don't want to do anything right now. Mm. And when I found out that my job would be ending, like I was given several months notice, which was fortunate for me. But like when I found that out, like there was a period at the beginning of this like sort of transitional phase where I felt like that. I felt like, oh, I've put in the work. I've like I've done so much to establish my life as this thing, as like I've I've built on this foundation for so long. And now I'm going to have to build an entire new foundation, like 
fuck mm-hmm. that. I don't want to do anything right now. Like, I just want to be stagnant. Like, I want to be allowed to be stagnant. That's a special kind of freedom in and of itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I looked into it, I was like, I don't actually want stagnation. I want the freedom to know that if I do have to build a new foundation, it can be on my own terms. Yeah. Or it can, like, be something that's going to serve me and not just help me survive, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a very real burden is, is knowing, that like, whatever choice you make, whatever volitional action you take – you have to survive. You have to be that for yourself. And you're holding yourself accountable for it too. I think yeah. that's something that's hard because like it's easy to put blame on something that's not working if it's sure. not your fault or to have yeah. something to blame yeah. when you are the only person at fault for any of your decisions. That's like a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so. But so I, I thought of that movie Greenberg, which I, I haven't seen in a few years. And so I wish I could reference it a little bit better, but I specifically thought of that a few months ago. I was just like, I don't want to do anything either. But then I realized that it was not the feeling of not wanting to do anything. It was the feeling of I can go so... It was almost like I froze up knowing that there were so many things that I could potentially end up doing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, which direction do I go? Like, what? I don't know the first step to take in choosing what to do next. Because it had been a while since I've had to make a, a decision like that. So once yeah. I got into it, I, I found some comfort in like, well, let me just start giving myself choices to make. Yeah. I feel so. like that's like songwriting too. Because I used to get yeah. overwhelmed by like songs and I, I could have never finish a song because it was like, well, I could do it a thousand million different ways mm-hmm. and I could never pick a direction. Especially when now there's like so many different inspirations and like genres that it's just like, how do you choose one? You just have mm-hmm. to choose one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you can recreate it in time if you want to, but it's like, you got to pick one. Know, everything mm. we've been talking about is kind of the blank page syndrome, you know, like it's yeah. just yeah. a life equivalent yeah. of that. Like, and I don't think many of us who write for any prolonged period of time would think twice about that concept that you just have to put something down. You can cross out that entire first verse. Like it can be shit. It doesn't have to, have to be it. a clean linear process. It just has to be just start marking that thing up. But yeah, yeah, when it's your life, it's like, it's so easy to forget that. Mm-hmm. The stakes feel so much higher. And they probably are. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. <laughs> they definitely are. <laughs> Way <Just> higher. Yeah. <laughs>